The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voice. Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to discuss a little content marketing strategy. Joining us is James Shearer, who is the VP of Growth at Codeless.io, which is a content marketing agency that works with unicorns like Monday.com, Nextivia to dominate categories with content marketing at massive scale. Yesterday, James and I talked about using the pillar and post methodology for content marketing. And today, we're going to continue the conversation going over a case study with one of my favorite brands. Monday.com. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right. Here's the second part of my conversation with James Shearer, the VP of Growth at Codeless. James, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Looking forward to this. It was fun yesterday. Excited to have you back. You know, I'm really excited about today's topic. Yesterday, we talked about content marketing strategy and this notion of internal linking and building your pillar and your posts. And really, we got into how much content you need, what's the expected output, what's the investment. And broadly speaking, you know, the suggestion is spend six figures on content over a year, develop 100 pieces of content. And if you're structuring and linking it the right way, you should see tens of thousands of unique visitors for month. So we're looking at a CPC using those terms of less than $2. I want to talk about something real. I want to talk about one of my favorite brands in the world. I am an active user of Monday.com. We have built not only our infrastructure using Monday to help support the creation of all of our content. It supports all of our sales management. Everything we do runs on Monday. It is the heartbeat and pulse of I Hear Everything and of the Voices of Search podcast. I love it. And I'm really interested to hear about how they do marketing. 
So talk to me a little bit about your work with Monday.com. You've seen some great traction building content for them. Give me the rundown of what you've done with Monday. Sure. So they came to us about two years ago, 18 months ago. And essentially, they were shopping around for multiple content agencies. They had a desire to really dive and invest in content. As we both know, Monday.com is not a mess around brand. They had significant budget to throw into content marketing. They wanted to do it very quickly. Basically, they approached us saying, hey, how many pieces of content can you do in any given month? Because we're looking at multiple content agencies to do the volume we're looking for. And we said, how much do you need us to do? And they said 125 articles in November. 125 posts in November? 125 posts at 2,000 words in a month. That's a lot of typewriters. <laughs> we said, give me a sec. We reconvened. We looked at our bandwidth. We looked at who we could pull early. And we said, give us a month and we can do that for you ongoing. It was intense. And we, in that first year of publication, did 825 articles for money.com. So the first couple of months was a higher volume and then kind of went down to around 75, 70 to 75 pieces for the full 12 months. We're still working with them uh, in March of 2022 as well. I got to ask, in that first month, how much content did you and your co-founders actually write yourself? Oh, my, myself and my co-founders don't write any of our content. It's We have 75 freelancers, man. <laughs> I was going to say, we're pulling resources in from everybody. I did 10 articles myself. That's what I thought was going to happen. Oh, God, no. My days of creating content are, are long gone. I enjoy writing, but I don't enjoy writing 75 articles a week, whatever the hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough job. Yeah. But that was what it was. And we were proud to be able to do it. They had a really comprehensive content strategy they wanted to implement. And they knew what they were doing. And they knew the, ca- they knew the categories of content they wanted to create within. And they kind of gave us... They handed us a money.com board of, yeah, about 1,000 articles, of which we ended up doing about 825. And they bought in a few other freelancers themselves to do it over the course of the year. So James, I got to ask you, I'm curious, you know, you make it sound easy. Well, Monday.com reached out and they said they're looking for content marketing agencies. How does that relationship go? Like, how did you get an introduction? I'm sure that there's lots of SEO vendors and content marketing strategists that are out there that like, I would love for Monday.com or brands like them to reach out to us. What did you do to start to foster the relationship? Most people you're talking about know that the real way to get enterprise clients is not through PPC or cold outreach or directory listings or any of that. Enterprise clients come through your existing network and word of mouth. They come through somebody who knows somebody, the head of content or the head of marketing at Monday.com says, hey, I need a content marketer. Who do you know who knows? Or I need an agency. Who do you know who knows agencies? And they reach out to their friend, Dave, and their friend, Dave, says, I know Codeless. And they reach out to their friend, John, and John says, I know animals. I know whatever. And then they say, okay, well, these are the agencies that have been referred to me and recommended by people who I trust. I'm going to reach out to them. I have been in growth for the past few months, and we have not gotten a single lead from PPC-oriented campaigns, direct uh, sponsorship, like directory sponsorships, or cold outreach that are even in the same world as the majority of our enterprise clients. Okay. So you're out there on the scene, you're building your network, you're not doing performance marketing or cold outreach. You're actually building relationships and you land this potentially gigantic deal with monday.com. All right. So, and then the story goes. So talk to me about the strategy for monday.com. You mentioned not a mess around brand, obviously a, a company that has 
significant resources. And so I'm curious to hear where they come together. What was the segmentation that they had for the content? What were they trying to accomplish? So they were trying to accomplish just massive immediate growth in every category that they thought they could compete in. The categories at their heart were kind of product-oriented categorization based on like what is their primary service around project management, product planning, task management, time tracking, CRM at that time as well they were getting into, and marketing management as well. All of the things that I use monday.com for. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And then they also wanted to do a ridiculous, sorry, not ridiculous, really impressive competitor versus content. So money.com versus Asana, money.com versus Trello, versus Pipefeed, versus ClickUp, versus everything you could possibly imagine that could be considered a competitor. And they wanted to do best of content. So best time tracker, best product planner, best project manager, best task manager, desk, like that, that type of content as well. Okay, so they've got not only pillar content around what their product verticals are. And honestly, I think this is one of the biggest challenges people have with Monday is it's so broad and so powerful that they're not really sure what to use it for. Is it a CRM? Is it a project management tool? It's like, it's the brain, it's the operating system and automates everything, task management, like you name it. But that's a hard thing to market. So they're going after individual product categories. They're going after competitors and they're going after best in class keywords. Yeah. And I think that the easiest way to consider it is they're going up, they're doing, they're covering all of the funnel. So their top of funnel stuff is what is project management, which they want to publish. They also want to publish middle of funnel, money.com versus Trello. They also want to publish project management software, like the search intent behind that key phrase is exclusively people looking for project management software on offer for them to convert upon. We did do a little bit of case study content, but only like peripherally within some of the other content. But it was primarily targeting the entire funnel in every category (laughs) for a year. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Okay, so a lot of work. You did roughly a thousand blog posts, a little less than a thousand blog posts for you. Tell me about some of the challenges that you had producing that much content that you didn't think you'd have when you signed the agreement. The challenge for an agency 
in these kinds of circumstances where you're doing significant volume is always you are set up to do this. This is your job. This is how your business model is functions. It's not the client's job. And so when you say, hey, here is a hundred articles that you need to edit and review, or not even edit, because we do all of our editing in-house, like you need to review all of these and make sure that they feel and sound the way you want them to sound and publish them. So inevitably doing this kind of content, you run up against the fact of the matter is that people are really enthusiastic about content, but it's very rare that you find a team that can actually deal with the volume that we're talking about. Here. No one's enthusiastic about reading their own content when they're outsourcing it. I worked at eBay and I know that was always a problem of like, who's going to spot check all of the content that we're producing? Which is why it was like I said, we took a month before we kind of started anything. And that was not just to find 20 more writers. It was also to be to go through a really comprehensive process of give us your brand guidelines, give us the outlines, or not give us, but let's create the outline templates that we'll use for all of your different types of content. Here's what that looks like for an educational top of funnel. Here's what it looks like for a best of piece. Here's where it looks like separately for the versus content. And if you want us to use Oxford commas, we need to know. If you want us to use M dashes over semicolons, we need to know. So that kind of giving the writers and editors everything they can possibly need to create content that sounds and looks exactly the way money.com wants it to sound and look was probably the biggest part that I was involved in alongside strategy. Okay. So there's the initial setup, which is challenging. And for people that aren't monday.com that are going to implement a content strategy and are thinking about, you know, what do I need to do to get started? Have a sense of what content you want to produce, what pillars you're going after. Don't rely on the agency to be the one that decides what's going to be the content you're focusing on for your brand. And understand what makes good content for you. Build a style guide, have some sense of tone, be able to articulate how you want your content to not only sound, but look and feel. Talk to me a little bit about the results. You worked with Monday for a meaningful period of time. You produced a lot of content. You know, how did they quantify whether that was a good investment or not? So we're still working with Monday actually in March. So like we have a good ongoing relationship with them. They have seen... So here's the challenge with content is actually tracking the ROI of somebody reading an article and having a positive experience with you, but not, you know, converting on that page. So what I can kind of provide insight into is like, what are the keyword increases that we saw? Like, let's do it from kind of the marketing metrics rather than the sales metrics. A, I couldn't share them anyway. And B, it is next to impossible to track the actual impact of a person reading a top of funnel educational article on their eventual purchase decision in three months. So they are now ranking for about 150,000 keywords, only about 2,000 of those are branded. When we started working with them, they're ranking for about 20,000 key phrases. So it's an increase of about 100, 125,000 key phrases that we've driven for them. And again, that's like between first position and a hundredth position. Okay. So the first thing that we talked about yesterday was the post and pillar strategy, which is you're creating content that is long tail and you're starting to filter this up into more priority content. So your initial success when you think about your relationship with Monday.com is not only were you able to produce a lot of content, you started seeing that content ranking broadly for a vast number of keywords. You went from 20,000 to 100,000. Great, 80,000 keywords that we are now ranking for. But let's talk about prioritizations and the actual 
input and impact on the business. Great, you're out there more often, but what does that actually mean for business, for traffic, and, and also specifically for your pillar pages, right? They don't just want to rank for Asana versus Trello versus Monday.com. They want to rank for best productivity software, period. How do you figure out what actually had an impact and how do you gauge whether they were making headway on not just the long tail, but the belly and the head terms? So let's back up a bit and how they're identifying their priority URL or their, their priority articles. Because how we determine success is whether those priority articles are ranking, essentially. We say that we are more successful if their highest priority searches or uh, articles are ranking. We are less successful if only their low priority searches are ranking, right? So they identify their priorities with a really quite comprehensive and impressive system, which was a number of different variables add to a single cumulative score out of, I think it was something like out of 50, their priority pieces is based on cost per click of that search term within PPC, the kind of je ne sais quoi intent understanding of what we're saying the intent of this is, which is obviously one in 10, the like specifics like how lacking they are within that category for ranking. So we want to prioritize content that they're not ranking for within that category well. So it was a, it was a really comprehensive system that determined, okay, our highest priority piece for, for March is project management software. We create a piece of content for project management software. And if we rank that, we're going to call that success. So that search, which we know is really high intent, very expensive from a PPC perspective, we threw a huge amount of energy at that article. And we got it to fifth position in eight weeks. Now they cheated, but they did it. So we threw a bunch of energy at it as well. And then... It's not cheating, it's creativity. What'd they do? <laughs> they took an existing page on their site that was a product-oriented page, and they published long-form blog content on that URL. So it was an existing URL that had been indexed for about two and a half years that had link juice and had existing like credibility, link... Equity, yeah. yeah. Link equity and remove the product-oriented content on it because it wasn't going to ever rank because it's a, you know it's 250 words of product stuff. And they published about 5,000 words worth of project management software content on that URL. That's not cheating. It's not <laughs> that's, cheating, but... That's effective marketing. That's repurposing a URL that you already have. That's just being the smart marketers. Yeah. So they were smart marketers about that one. But that one, I mean, that search term has huge value for them. It's a super bottom of funnel search term with massive volume. So ranking that was, I would call that one a success for sure. All right. So James, obviously, this seems like a successful use of marketing. Monday.com has an incredible product, a tremendous brand, lots of resources. And so it's not surprising that when they found a talented agency to go produce content at scale, they're able to pass the equity from the tail terms to the head terms. What's the big takeaway for other brands that are thinking about embarking on a Monday.com-esque content strategy? Ultimately, nothing they did is exclusive to their scale. What we're talking about, what we've talked about in this podcast is prioritizing the pillars and the content you're going to create based on the intent of that search term, the volume of that search term, how much you want to talk about it, and kind of doing that, that kind of scoring system yourself. And you say, okay, these are the pieces I want to talk, I want to really rank for are my priority pieces. 
And then you work with either a team of freelancers or internal or work with an agency like Codeless to, okay, here's how we align your writers with exactly how we want to sound and how we want to come across. And then you support all of those published content pieces with internal links. And then you review and you make sure that you're kind of going down the right path and you double down on what's working and you back away from what's not. So nothing they did, despite the fact that they did it a thousand pieces a year, is super different from somebody who wants to do a hundred. My primary takeaway is that the scale is almost immaterial to the strategy. I think that that's the big takeaway. The scale is almost immaterial to the strategy. If you're approaching content marketing the right way, you don't actually need to produce mass amounts of content to have success. You can pick an individual category, you could produce 10 great posts and start to see value. And you can do it at scale as well. And that's the takeaway for me. The Monday.com case study takeaway is here's a brand with incredible products. Here's a brand with a great reputation. And the missing piece was the content volume. And so that was something they decided to outsource and obviously saw tremendous impact from it. James, I appreciate you coming on the show and telling us not only about your strategies for content marketing but also putting your money where your mouth is and talking about who's actually doing this the right way and how it goes. Thanks for being my guest. You're welcome, Ben. That was fun. All right, thanks. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to James Shearer, the VP of Growth at Codeless for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with James, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JD Shearer. That's J-D-S-C-H-E-R-E-R. Or you can visit his company's website, which is codeless.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to voicesofsearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. If you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data, 